Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I am so honored to be joined by Lisa Thompson today. She is the women's pastor at Bayside Church in um, Northern California. And I just love, love, love the way she speaks. Oh my goodness. I actually heard her speak, and you heard me talk about this in the episode, but I heard her speak at uh, my friend's church um, around Christmas time, and it took us a few months to connect, but we did, and it was just an incredible conversation all about the Bible and how we can read the Bible, um, the three questions we should ask, ask ourselves when we're reading the Bible, and just so much encouragement, so much goodness. Lisa has older kids, so she's been in this mom game longer. She has so much wisdom to offer. I cannot wait for you to hear from her. This is part one of our conversation. All the links are in the show notes to connect with her. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Lisa. Welcome to the podcast, Lisa. Thank you so much, Stephanie. So excited to be doing this now. I know we've been trying to get together for a couple months, but this is God's perfect timing, I think, to be here today to talk about what we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yes, everybody, I'm so honored to have Lisa Thompson here today. And we actually connected back near Christmas time, and she was um, presenting. She's a pastor, and she was presenting at my friend's church and um, at Bayside. And I was so excited and I just had to chat with her and invite her on the podcast just because the message that you share, Lisa, is just so comforting. And I think especially in these times, we all just need that comfort and that reminder to cling to biblical truth. Um, So I'd love to have you start by introducing yourself, just sharing a little bit about your family and the work you do. Yes. Thank you, Stephanie. Well, I am, um, let's see, first and foremost, been married to my husband, Rob, for about 28 years and have four kids, all of which are living with us right now. So we haven't been a full house for about seven years. Two are out of college working in LA and San Francisco, one in college and one in high school. And so we are learning how to be a family um, as adults, and that's been such a gift in this um, this season. And then um, I have been working for Bayside Church, which is a church in um, the Sacramento area, Northern California. It's a multi-site church, and uh, and I am currently the woman's pastor at our Bayside Granite Bay location, and then just have the blessing of um, being part of kind of our global, um, vision and mission for, for, for women across all of our campuses. So I love that, um, our church is, you know, just bigger than our one location, but it's really, you know, connecting with the local churches and then other Bayside campuses that, um, that we have started. So super fun job and really just see women as the, the, the platform in which I get to bring who I've been called and created to be um, to our church, and uh, which is I just have such a passion for Jesus and uh, walking every day um, personally with him and allowing his truth to direct how we think about ourselves and our world and um, and also just building how you build your life on his promises. And especially in a season like this, I'm just seeing those that have that faith are unmoved right now. 
And those who don't have that or don't know what is available are a little bit more shaken. And so even more now am I passionate and excited about how to bring a love for God's word to our church and to women to help build them up right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your passion for scripture, um, that's really what jumped out at me when you were speaking back in December and I just knew all of a sudden, okay, I want someone to talk about the Bible. And I was just like, okay, that's Lisa. Like I found her. Um, so it was really exciting. It's just so funny how the Holy spirit speaks to us. And, um, I always feel like my guests like come somehow come to me through God. Um, and the, the topic is placed on my heart. So, and I decided on this topic before, you know, all this shelter in place and just the stress and fear that we all have going on, um, some more than others. Um, and so today, I, I wanted you to talk about how we can find more hope and joy in life. Um, right. And it's just so timely. And it's specifically by really digging into what the Bible says, exploring what scripture has to say about these topics. So I'd love to mm-hmm. have you just share with the listeners, maybe they know the Bible really well, maybe they know the Bible somewhat, and maybe mm-hmm. they don't really know the Bible at all. So I think mm-hmm. everybody's at varying levels of understanding right. and knowledge of the Bible. So just, yeah. you know, what does the Bible say about hope and joy? Like, how can mm-hmm. we cling to that right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple thoughts, Stephanie. One is that, um, and, and if we're just kind of addressing, especially the um, shelter in place and everything going on with this crisis is, I believe that everyone coming into this season of our world had pre-existing conditions, let's say. There were things in their life that have become more magnified as a result of what we're walking through. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that are fearful right now. Well, fear was something that they brought into this, this season. And, um, you know, the Bible talks about how we build our life. We either build it on the truth of God's word, or we're going to build it on something else. And so when that, when those hard times come, when the suffering, when the storms of life come, your ability to stand and walk through them really will be revealed in what you have put your faith in. And so I think what I'm seeing right now in the church and especially in women is that as women are coming into this crisis, you know, we all have things that we bring into this. Maybe it's we're struggling in our marriage or we're having some issues with parenting or financial stuff or insecurity, fear, anxiety, all of these things. And so how we've coped with those things apart from scripture um, may have been kind of like a temporary band-aid or maybe a temporary um, way that just got us through some of those harder seasons. Well, all of those have been ripped away, right? All mm-hmm. of those, those coping mechanisms, the things that we, we went to to not have to think about the real core issues, right? So busyness. We put it all into our kids. We put it all into our jobs. We put it all into, you know, spending money to build these beautiful homes or entertainment. We just traveled and we to escape, to get away. And so now we're in this season and all of that, you know, we're on lockdown. We're on this quarantine. And now we're really having to sit with some of those same issues. God has like 
revealed. And now he's saying, let's bring these issues that I want to root out and bring freedom to, to bring, to replace with hope, to replace with joy, to bring peace. But you need to look at these things the way I do. And the only way that we're going to know how God looks at our lives and our circumstances is through his perspective. And that is found in your Bible. That big fat Bible somewhere in your house is where God has written this incredible love letter to us and declared, you know, 3,567 promises that are yes in him that, that, you know, that God will bring to fruition as we activate with the faith that we have to say, God, I may not be feeling this right now, but your word tells me something different. And that's what I'm going to put my faith in. Because you know what, to be honest, putting my faith in all the other things prior to COVID did not work out because, you know, they, we don't have them anymore to, to fall back on. So scripture is what helps us stand firm it deepens our faith so that we are unmoved. We are not rattled and we can still maintain that peace and that hope and that joy in the midst of our suffering. So I always go to um, one of my favorite books is the book of Philippians because Philippians is really a book that shows us how to be joy filled and to live in that hope that you're talking about, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And it was written by the Apostle Paul, who was, you know, in prison for two years, chained to a guard 24 seven. And he's writing this letter to the Philippian church that he had helped church plant 10 years prior and he's just reflecting in his misery in his suffering in his his pain he's reflecting on these philippian friends that had ministered to him that encouraged him and he chose to encourage others he chose to focus on his relationship with god and to find gratitude um, through, through that relationship. And that was why he was able to rejoice in his suffering because, um, joy is not found in our circumstances. It's found in the presence of Christ. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we have a choice every day. Are we going to magnify the crisis? Are we going to magnify Christ? Joy Mm -hmm. is not contingent on whether, you know, we get that job, we don't get that job, we lost the 10 pounds, we gained the 10 pounds, our kids got did well in school, they didn't do well in school. That's not what's going to bring joy. What's going to bring joy is how we are strengthening um, and drawing near to God and deepening in our relationship with him. And we get to know him through the Bible. That's where we get to know his heart and, and, um, what he's called the life he's invited us to and the exciting plans he has for us. If you don't, if you don't know your Bible, you're not going to know all those things that God has specifically written for you and I to read. And um, he uses people, you know, men and women in the Bible to as um, vessels to speak to us through his Holy spirit. 
And it's always amazing to me, like I'm reading Philippians right now, and I'm I'm like, as if Paul knew 2,000 years ago, we would be sitting in this, you know, global crisis, and we would need to be reminded that joy is found in our chains and our suffering. Joy mm-hmm. is found in when we're getting along with people. Joy is found when we serve people, when we encourage people. Joy is found when we're generous. And all of those opportunities are where we experience Christ in such a personal, divine, and adventurous way. Mm-hmm. So powerful, Lisa. It's amazing. And I really, your talk, it just really inspired me. And as you're talking now, I'm getting re-inspired. And I would say that I do take time every day to read the Bible, but I think sometimes I'm haphazard and sometimes it feels disjointed. And I think a lot of young moms are probably going to feel that way with little kids. Absolutely. Um, So could you just kind of speak life in the last few minutes here, just kind of encourage those young, busy, tired moms who have, you know, little kids, either one or 10, you know, um, to just like dig into the word and just maybe hearkening back to when you had young kids and, you know, everybody goes through that season when they have kids, you know, the, the little years I call them and, and I, everyone talks about how hard it is. Um, but I know that young moms probably need to be in the word every day, even more so with all the sleep deprivation and, right. you know, thinning of patience and all of that. So just in the last um, minute or two, just any word of encouragement for that young mom listening and probably for me too, um, just to really be in the word and, and cling to God's truth instead of the world and what the world wants to tell us. Right. Right. Well, we're sure good, good at scrolling on our phones. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I think that there are some great apps that you can scroll, um, that are going to be a better feed for you to be, you know, spending time in, at least at the beginning of your day, I think of you version and the Bible app, you know, are all places where you can get yourself on a a Bible reading plan. But I'm also Mm -hmm. going to say, just remind you that, you know, the Bible was not written for our heads. It was written for our hearts. It's not written to accumulate, you know, information. It's, it's written so that transformation can happen in our lives. And so I think sometimes we approach the Bible as from like an academic standpoint, instead of like, God, what can I learn about you through what I'm reading? What can I learn about myself? And what does this teach me about the world that I live in? What, What spiritual truth can I take from this passage or this book or this psalm? And actually um, activate this into my life through faith and through dependence on your spirit as I as I obey um, the application. The other thing I was would, would say is I also think we need to take the pressure off of ourselves to feel like um, we've got to spend this long amount of time, you know, in in the Bible. That you know, if you've got kids, you've got kids Bibles lying around your house. There were years, there were a couple years where my quiet time was just reading my kids children Bible with them alongside at the end of the day. Like that was my, that was my time. And, and, um, you know, that was, you know, simple childlike faith, remembering some of those great Bible stories. And I could, 
I could have my kids with me and I could read those, those great stories um, with them. But also in that moment, I would open my, my heart up as a child and go, God, what can I learn about you through, you know, Joseph and the, 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 the coat, his beautiful coat or Moses as he, you know, set um, Israel uh, free from um, Egypt, you know, all the different stories that kids read. Noah's in the ark. I would just ask God, what are you teaching me through this as I'm reading this alongside my kids? I remember when we had four kids, three were under three. The Prince of Egypt movie had just come out and I just did not have capacity to, um, to, to open my Bible for very long. And so I was watching that video with the kids and I would be in tears just thanking God for the way that he had delivered me from sin and just being grateful every day through that little video I was watching with my kids. Veggie Tales also. Lord, the fruit mm. of the spirit. How do I need that today? So I think there's things in your home as you're training up your your kids to walk with Jesus that are for you as well. And so just being open and to seeing the faith that your kids have, that, that you would still have that wonder and awe and that excitement to know Jesus as you want them to have. And then, um, so that's just kind of within your house. But then I would say it's a really good practice for your kids to see mom opening up her Bible and taking that time with Jesus each day. So sometimes we'll, we'll be more inclined to model good practices because we want our kids to have good practices in their life. And so if that's where you start, just if your kids are seeing mom with her, you know, cup of coffee and she's reading her Bible for a few minutes, if you're just building that practice and discipline in for their benefit, I'm going to tell you, you're going to benefit from that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember years ago, someone saying, yeah, I, I hide myself, you know, in my closet to spend time with God. And uh, I read my Bible, you know, just get away. And I was thinking, I think that's awesome. But at the same time, what a missed opportunity for your kids to not see how their mom makes that time, makes that time with Jesus a priority. So bring it out in the open. Let your kids come into the morning and interrupt your time with Jesus. Show them what that looks like. Show them, let them see you praying. Um, Don't hide that is kind of my point. Mm -hmm. So hopefully those are a few encouraging, simple things to do um, that, uh, that help you, you know, sometimes it's just opening the Psalms and reading the Psalm and just connecting with God through that in a real personal way. I think David teaches us a lot about how to have a posture um, that is very intimate and kind of come as you are um, Mm -hmm. with, with Jesus. And, you know, you don't have to have it all clean, but you don't have to be all cleaned up and thought through when you come to the Lord, you just come as you are and let him do the the changing and the encouraging. That's it for part one. Check out part two by going to episode 39.5. Bye for now.